this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. This is Brent Sutton. Welcome to Season 5 and the 104th episode of the Practice of Learning Teams podcast show and our new regular segment called Hop Into Action, putting the principles of human and organisational performance into practice. This show is all about the Hop and Learning Teams community looking to make sense of putting Hop, Learning Teams and the 4Ds into actions for organisations to learn and improve. Think of the series as a mini learning team. We have a theme for each episode and we allow it to evolve or devolve organically. Today we explore our first 2024 trip to North America where we caught up with Rob and Ray Fisher, Todd Conklin, Gordon and the team at Energy Safety Canada and the Hopmeister himself, Jeff Luff. So please sit back and enjoy this series of Hop Into Action sponsored by Safety Differently Merch. Providers of curated merchandise befitting your safety differently journey. All right, welcome listeners to the first podcast of the new year. I'm here with Brent Robinson and we have just returned from our first trip to uh, North America. And I have to say that uh, we came, well, I came straight from my summer holidays onto a plane with Brent and straight into minus something weather. And it was damn cold. Damn cold indeed. So our tour this time was made up of uh, really three parts. One was the opportunity to hang out with uh, Rob and Ray Fisher at Fisher Improvement Technologies over in Concord, North Carolina. And Rob was holding his uh, client events. And I think there was about 60-odd people that attended, which was great. So what were your thoughts, Brent? about the, uh, our first, first lead-in? Um, I was really impressed. I, I, was, I didn't know what to expect, and it was, I think it was really amazing of Rob and Ray to invite us to the event to start with. And we got to spend um, a couple of hours with their consultants on the first day, talking about the 4Ds and um, running the little experiment that you've developed that um, lets us look at the 4Ds versus after-action reviews. And I think that was, there were some surprising outcomes there for them, but predictable from our point of view. So I thought that, you know, that was really cool. The other thing that was really amazing and sort of blew me away was the next couple of days we got to spend with um, them and their clients and just the really open, and honest conversations we um, got to have with them and just some of the experiences they shared which was you know on their hop journey um you know huge corporations you know two hundred and fifty thousand people working for some of these some of these organizations um and you know how they're rolling it out across the globe and some of the technologies they're using and some of the problems I've had and just the really open sharing and learning experience that they um, provided us, you know, and I, you know, it was a really super open platform. I thought it was really cool. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, you mentioned from a scale point of view, I think the we had, there were people there representing uh, manufacturing, high energy, construction, and aerospace. And airlines. And, and airlines as well. And the smallest organisation would have been about two and a half to 3,000 people. And the largest was over 250,000 across 17 countries. And the other thing that I picked up was that um, the shortest duration of the hop journey was about 18 months and the longest was about 17 years. Yeah. And it always amuses me when we hear from other areas about the new view. And here we have 17 years. And I, yeah, I think that was one of the, that was one of the takeaways, wasn't it? That, you know, Ray and uh, Rob and the team there have been doing this for a long time um, and had a lot of experience in it. And and it's not just about talking about it, they're actually doing it. You know, they've got a, a model with their clients that they go through the deployment and then the sustainability of it. And that sort of was really humbling in a lot of respects that people are on that journey but you know and all the other things that came out of out of it where i think and what i really appreciated with what they were talking about was the homage they paid to people like deming um which sometimes i think in the you know with some of the uh, practitioners out there and some of the people some of the consultants out there they don't pay that homage to the the um the people that came before them that it's not new um and it is a journey yeah and we're we're building on the great work of others and i think you know what, what became very apparent to me is integration and sustainability across all operations was key everyone yeah. said the same thing that they were not deploying hop purely for safety they were deploying hop across all operations and, and I yeah, think that was really fascinating from 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 my perspective. And once again, it, it's amazing that Rob and Ray have taken their um, integration tools and how they've embedded the four D to drive that engagement, both from a leadership perspective, but also from a frontline perspective. And yeah. I, I was blown away by the number of those large client standing up and saying that things like the 4D um, helped them, you know, revitalize their programs because it was it was quite apparent. I think, you know, one of the organizations put up their um their maturity slide over their journey. I think it was about a 15-year journey. Yep. And they were on their third iteration of their critical risk program. Yep. Now that that's true continuous improvement. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the thing I really loved about it was that it, for me, it was about continuous improvement. It was small incremental steps assessing, you know, PDCA. It was PDCA in its purest in its purest form where they, you know, but instead of just the check, they were really just, you know, studying it and working out what was working and what wasn't. And I, what I loved about some of those organizations was that in some sites, they had 2,000 people, and in smaller sites, they had 75. And they had to work their way through how they were going to have 
you know, develop the advocates and the small sites because they, they took somebody out that couldn't be a full-time job. And some of the things they really thought about and doing that and then being able to apply it across other sites and other languages and all those things that they were they were crossing off but that fundamental this is about continuous improvement might start with safety but it ends up being right across the operational spectrum of the business you know all the way through into customer service and some of those other areas that traditional industrial safety doesn't cover off you know because um you know, we don't see the we don't see the same risks, but now those risks are becoming more apparent, Brent, when we talk about you know, psychosocial uh, risks in those in some of those places. And that you know, I find I found it really interesting to see how they were dealing with it. And you know, and also comparing and contrasting the North American context versus the Canadian context versus the Australian New Zealand context for some of those things as well. There were, you know, we all speak the same language, but there are differences in how it rolls out. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I just say the North American market is far more mature in terms of its whole programming element. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the Australian markets or the New Zealand markets are more of an emergent market. And, you know, talking to Josh today, you know, people are saying that that hop is just popular culture. Well, our experience in North Carolina uh, was totally different to that. Hop isn't popular culture. Hop is a set of principles that help us crack programs that drive continuous improvement. Yeah. And safety is a byproduct of driving that operational excellence. Yeah. Which I think some safety people might be a little freaked out about, but I think that's part of the maturity as you go on this journey that you, you start to realize that, you know, it, it spans the whole organization. And it's important yeah. to be inclusive. And it was really good hearing some of those stories about how some of those original hop tools that date back to the uh, Department of Energy handbook, how those have continued to evolve and change over time. And you know, I, I remember looking at, they had a thing there called a deviation analysis, which was a, a quick way of looking at a near miss where um, you're looking, you're understanding about workers imagine work is done. And you're, yeah. you're understanding what were the core elements that sit below that deviation that um, you know wanted that worker to move away from, from normal. And you know, once again going back to those classic, you know, error traps, contact drive behaviors, how did the system not support those workers to be successful. What pushed that deviation to happen? And, and it's interesting because they didn't see deviation as a bad word. Like we, we probably yeah. used the word adapting, okay? yeah. but they weren't using the language error or mistake. For them, deviation means that that the actions were different to what were expected. Yeah. And they're not, they're not saying it's bad. They're saying it's just deviated from what they believe. So the appreciation of inquiry is to understand the system element. I think that's where people really like the idea of the four Ds and being able to use that as a way of understanding that and enhancing that whole process. Um, and that was humbling, you know, that the, the, the some of the stuff we've been doing is being used by people that 
we don't even understand sometimes is being being done and that i think that's really cool and says something about the way that you can embed it in your organization quite simply and quite quickly i think john yeah. can talk to that can't he you know absolutely been on Look, a... i'd love to name drop but we really can't but some of these companies are super super well-known brands all around the world yep and our, our member they show name anonymous absolutely Absolutely. And, and do you remember that, that senior VP of that construction company? Yeah. Talking about, you know, the front line and all the issues with construction, which mirror the issues we're having down here about contractor relationships, multiple levels, um, the capability or capacity of the smaller contractors to perform how the bigger contractors want. And I remember him saying that the 4D just stuck with the front line. It was the first yep. time that something stuck with the front line. Yeah, I, I found his conversation really interesting because he goes, you know, when we put some of these other programs and they they see the safety team and it goes, oh, here comes the safety police. And I thought yep. that was pretty funny. But, you know, when they use this, they go, oh, this makes sense, you know, and, and letting it flow back up into the business. I think the other thing that really stuck out, and I think, you know, we see that, you know, similar issues down here is that, that frozen middle we talk about, you know, that we've got to do more work to help those men and women and those supervisory and management roles understand what's coming because, you know, we've got the leadership excited about, you know, trying some new stuff with hop and, and looking at how that's going to improve um, the organization. And then you got the frontline workers who might be using something like the four D's and, you know, they sort of get it. And then you got the, the middle, which is, you know, apprehensive of what the what the senior management want, and they're getting a whole bunch of stuff from the front line that they go, "I've got to fix it." And they don't. You know, we've got to, and I think that's really important. But I I loved that. Well, I didn't love it, but I I was pleased that you know we had a really deep conversation with several of those companies about that, and how you know they'd suffered and dealt with and worked through some of those some of those issues that they had to. Yeah, and but help without, their program sustain. But without blaming middle management. Yeah. Which yeah. is really interesting because we talk about don't blame workers. And I sometimes yeah. ask the question, do we actually end up then blaming management and blaming leadership? I think we do, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's where these programs can um all these initiatives, I don't want to call them programs, but these initiatives can fall apart. You know, we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it in the lean space a couple of times, but you know, I think the opportunity for that to happen within this that starts with safety space is is really interesting. I you know, I, I think I was I think I was surprised by just the breadth of industries that were on their journey. I think, yeah, as you said before, across all those different segments. And that was really interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't think that zero harm came up at any point in our conversations. I, no, I think, once so. again, I think it's just that maturity. So I think there are a couple of things that we talked about. They, they talk about the importance of pop fluency across all parts of the business. I thought that was really important. Yep. Because different parts of the business will see hop differently. That's the whole objective. You know, yep. leadership needs to see it a particular way. Workers need to see it a particular way. And the other thing that was quite interesting is they, they talk about hop advocacy. That yes. you've got you've got to create that advocacy across the different levels of the business. 
that was really yeah. interesting from the creating that sustainability element around that. And we were talking, I mean, some of the data they're giving us, they were having hundreds of advocates around hop. Yeah. But they even had different levels of advocate as well. So you had the super advocate and then the advocate that was more associated with the front line or the, the middle layer within the organization. But I th I, what I loved about it was that, you know, they weren't doing simple workshops. They were educating, um, not training, and then really a coaching and mentoring model, which was really interesting to me. Yeah. And, you know, and I thought what was great is that you just had this group of clients who were there to pull. But effectively, we, we ran a whole lot of learning things. They just come along to share. Yeah. And, and no one was saying there's a, um, the right way or a wrong way. No one was saying there is a one way. But basically saying everyone's journey is going to be different. And, and yep. what drives is, is different. And what drives leadership is different. So all those things were, were, were quite good. Um, so that was really the first part of our trip. Um, and look, it was great. We, um, it was great to connect with people. Um, obviously, we, we should share with our listeners that um, we're, we're waiting for a lawsuit from Queen for, um, for, for causing <laughs> distress to um, Freddie Mercury about yeah, bludgeoning, bludgeoning their song. I think the other thing we learned, Brent, and you know, we can reflect on this, is that you and I are never going to be singers and we shouldn't be let anywhere near any type of karaoke equipment ever. Definitely. I, I think, um, yeah, definitely going to hang up the heels and, um, yeah, there can be no more cabaret for me. And that. I think the only other thing I learned was that don't let, you know, it should never be videoed. And <laughs> we'd like to reach out to, we'd like to thank, um, I think, Justin for deleting any um, evidence off the cameras. So that was good. That's right. That's right. But it was great. We had, we, it was a really good time. And basically... We shared lots of great stories. We met some new friends, which was even better. And we had some great barbecue. Yeah, we did. It was a really good barbecue. Well, yeah, those, those burns. North, Carol North Carolina, North Carolina barbecue is right up there. Yeah. You know, not the yeah. sauces aren't quite as sweet as Kansas City, you know. Certainly yeah. you and I can tell the difference now, you know, so it says we might be eating too much barbecue. That's right. So was it the pit house we went to in the end? Yeah, pit house. Oh, sorry, no, smoke pit. No, smoke, smoke pit. pit, smoke pit. So big shout out to smoke pit in uh, Concord, North oh, Carolina. Concord, yeah. Yep, yeah, big shout out to those guys. Fantastic. Great time. And then I basically caught up with Todd on that weekend. And Yeah, no, you had a, you had a great um, weekend. Yeah, the first of those podcasts um, uh, dropped. Uh, with, with Todd so that's available on his podcast channel and also a big shout out to the local sheriff who um, gave me some education on I-25 between Albuquerque and Santa Fe yep so once again in the true spirit of hop um, error is normal particularly when you're driving on the wrong side of the road yep, and, yep. I, um, I liked it I liked it the uh, you know he didn't shoot you, so that's good. No, yeah, absolutely. I kept my hands visible at all times, and I thanked them for sharing the cultural awareness yes. about 
about the right-hand lane and merging in traffic, so I was greatly appreciative. And then and, I think, um, you know, sorry. And, and before this pod drops, we'll be catching up with pods at uh, the Gong, at Wollongong, which would be great. Yep. But it was nice to see him. And um, he's still got all the same electric bikes. He's, he hasn't lost any more bikes lately. So that was, yeah, that was great. I think um, I had to do some very hard work in the Napa Valley with uh, some construction clients. You know, some people have to do that from time to time. And, you know, we uh, did some nice wineries. And then you went to a crazy place. It was even colder where you went. Yeah, I went to Calgary. So whilst you were running learning teams over wine tasting, over, um, wine tasting yes. I was busy hanging out um, with... Uh, Energy Safety Canada with um, uh, Gordon. Big shout out to Gordon and all the great work that he's doing. And big shout out to our hosts at Imperial Oil in Calgary who hosted us in their stunning learning campus. And you had... said that was amazing. It just worked oh, well, the whole thing, right? Um, yeah, look, um, walking in and there's a Le Mans hybrid car in the foyer. I like that it's a Just, hybrid car at an oil company, so it's cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all, they're all good. And um, basically, we had a group of 45 for the day with Jeff and I, and we had a great selection of people across the oil and gas industry, and we had a great time. And there was also a couple of representatives from electrical regulators as well that were present. Yep. And they were super excited uh, about the four Ds. And obviously, if people listen to uh, Todd's podcast, but um, it was really interesting, the exercise that we ran around the difference between safety observations after action reviews and the four Ds yeah. about showing that context of work and about that link to psychosocial risk which we're super pleased about and so pleased, in fact, that Diane will be running a half-day workshop in Vancouver um, on the 21st of February because that proves to be so popular. So it's it's great that she is able to, to host that workshop with Jeff while she's up that way. So yeah, we're I'm really pleased. Disappointed I didn't get to catch up with our um, Canadian brother. Yeah, well, we'll be seeing him um, in a few weeks. Yeah, no, we'll see him at the, in the gong, which will be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. I, and I think it's um, exciting that we get to run that same experiment um, in Wollongong that we've been um, doing in different parts of the globe, which I think yeah, we can talk which, about more. Correct, which will have a bit more of a, a local and international flavour to it. And then we caught up with Jeff in Vancouver and ran a good little workshop um, with the Vancouver people. Uh, and then uh, before heading back home, we, we caught up with the amazing Bobby Calder and all the work that he's oh, done yeah, we did. And, and, and Hot and his podcast show. So I think overall, it was a, it was a great event. And um, thanks lot- for Bobby for dropping us back out of LAX and getting us on our plane. Absolutely. It was a, it's a, it was a big help. And I think overall... Um, you know, the, 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 the learning element of what we did really set us up for 2024 
that you know, did. You know we're, we're, we've launched our new series of Hop Into Action. And, and I think Hop Into Action is really important because it's about putting those human and organisational principles into practice. Yeah. So we're basically, let's stop talking and let's start doing. The other thing I just wanted to quickly shout out, and we didn't mention it at the start, was one of the other surprising things I was, um, you know, really pleased to see is the union interaction um, in the North American market with organisations on the hop journey and using the four Ds as a way of augmenting that even further. I thought that was really interesting. And I think, you know, you had another experience in um, Vancouver as well, but I think that goes to maturity as well instead of this combative view. And one of the um, airline people was talking about it as well, that, it, you know, it's helped bridge some differences um, when it comes to this in in safety, also the construction guys. So I thought well, that, that, that was brilliant. I, you know, I, I think it's a reflection of the difference between doing safety to people, doing safety yes. for people, and doing safety with people. People, yeah, totally agree. I think um, we need and, that T-shirt. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, we need to definitely print that T-shirt. Um, so I, I think that was really, really strong. And I'm just trying to think, we need to shout out to Doug. And yep. a shout out to Joe as well. Yep. They, they were great. And I'm trying to remember all the different people that we uh, sort of connected with. I know I know we're going to miss someone um, in, in that space. Yeah. Um, and we will. But I think, you know, over the next couple of months, we'll, um, we've got some of these people coming on the podcast, which is going to be super exciting. Yeah. And they can talk about their journey. Um and give a different perspective from a range of different industries. So I'm, I'm really super pleased for that. Um, I was really amazed at some of the technology I was seeing. So, um, you know, some really interesting tech around removing errors and error traps, sorry, from um, documents and some of the technology they're using there. Yep. And some of the really cool translation technology that um, we were talking to people about as well. So they can get the same story across multiple um multiple parts of the um, globe in the same organization so that you know they've got a consistency across their what they're delivering which i thought was you know such a difficult thing to do but using some really interesting tools to do it yeah and, and look once again um you know my reflection was that how quickly and readily the 4ds has been taken up in a mature market yeah, compared to the emerging markets, where there's lots of you know maybe, you know what's it going to do? How's it going to do it? And I just yep. find it really interesting that those people in that mature market um, got it and just run with it. Yeah. Um. So you know where where we see down our end of the world, organisations really struggling to know how to listen. We've got those North American clients saying we need to be able to listen to more. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's one of the takeaways uh, from the from the last two weeks. So it was a cool two weeks, I thought. Yeah, it was. It was. 
and now we're back into uh, into normal, as they say. Yep. And our, our next captain, the runner will be at uh, Wollongong in, in February. And Looking forward uh, to that. Then, yep, then we'll be up at the um, Bank with Energy Safety Canada in late April, early May. So good things to come. And, of course, we'll keep all the listeners informed. And there's some great, great, great new podcasts coming up this year. So yep. everyone stay tuned, stay listened. There's some great learnings to come out this year.